welcome back to another episode of Defend the Nest, the podcast. It's been a very long time, I'm so sorry for that. Um, but I've finally got around to making this for you. So, um, I'm going to base this entirely off of the rookie tournament, and namely the uh, final Arizona game, because I've only just watched that now. Um, please ignore anything from today preseason game that the Ducks played, because I didn't get to watch that. I'm sure a lot of people didn't get to watch that unless you were there live. Uh, so, yeah, just talking about the rookie tournament. Um, how about those 2021 kids? Holy cow. Uh, it's looking like that 2021 draft could be one of the best Ducks drafts in a while, or a long while. Um, all five rounds are looking great. Um, McTavish looked like Kessler on one play. I noted that on Twitter. Yeah, uh, it was a play where he sort of had the puck in the neutral zone and just muscled his way all the way to the opposing net. Um, got a shot away. Yeah, he just looked great. Um, Zellweger stood out the most. I think it's been said by a lot of people. He really blew everyone away. Um, just the fact that he's only 18 and already looks like um, a smaller, faster Scott Niedermeyer. At least he does to me. Um, I'm really excited to see what he turns out to be. Um, and then Pastajov, or Pastajov, I think it's Pastajov is what they've been saying, but yeah. Um, yeah, he's already, I mean, the knocks on his game were skating, but he's already showing that he's really, really good at everything else. He's uh, If he goes to the OHL and gets that skating coaching and fixes his foot speed, then he's going to be lights out. He's going to be... He's going to be better than Kaliev. I'm saying it here. You heard it here first. He's going to be better than Kaliev. Um, and then it's Heinz, who I'm secretly smug about, that I, um, based on his reports, felt like there was some potential there. And then what do you know? He had a really good showing and got some people to take notice in this tournament. So I'm going to be excited to follow him. And then there's, of course, my man Shigal, or uh, I got a Shigirl who likes to score. Um, yeah, he's got me in love and completely over the Antoine Moran breakup. So yeah, he's my new, he's my new guy. Um, gonna follow him with interest this, this season back in the, um, WHL. Um, and then yes, this of course, Gage Alexander is a very tall goalie. Uh, very, very tall goalie. Um, and that's not even to mention two guys from this year's draft that went there. Um, Josh Lapina and... Kyle Kukunen, and uh, Kukunen was, what, sixth round, I think, so we don't have to put too high hopes on him, even though he did read up as a good possible um, risk steal down the late rounds, and Lapina was an overage draft, I think, it's been a while since I looked at that draft, um, which is a good thing to note, that I am still writing my draft series, uh, next one up is 2020, which will be out in a couple of weeks, and then I will do one on 2021, because these kids have really got people taking notice I'm thinking so yeah um as for the other players that played well in this tournament um I'll speak again to, to uh, the most recent game the Arizona one uh Limoges I noted that he was on every single penalty kill throughout the whole tournament um which we didn't see so much of uh last season on the goals and he actually looked pretty good doing it he um he looked like a veteran out there he uh Stripped the puck a few times, found the right spots, hassled the uh, defense. Um, he had a nice goal in the power play in the Arizona game, which is the right place, right time. Um, 
sort of slid into a soft area for Perot to, to fire him a pass. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for uh, for Ducks fans to see what a good find he is because I think a lot of them are probably like, what, who's this guy? Um, so yeah, I'm I'm picking he's going to be the goal's leading goal scorer this this season, just based off of this this tournament. It looks like Bouchard is going to use him on the PK exclusively, but also on the power play. So he's going to get a lot of ice time. He's going to be an all-rounder. Um, with just more time on the ice, more options for goals. Um, Max Golod, uh, he had a goal against Arizona on the power play. Um, it looked like it might have been a set play, so not sure how much credit we can give there, but it was still, it was still a good nonetheless. Um, I did see one play where he was sort of in the low slot trying to chase down a puck on an offensive opportunity and he got boxed out pretty easily um, I mean he was a lot smaller than the guy boxing him out but still it's he's got to get stronger and he's got to be more urgent on plays like that if he wants I mean he's he's been signed as a goal scorer so he needs to really get into those areas um, Perot so there's been a lot of talk about Perot um, First note on my list of notes I have on him is he's definitely not a center because I don't know if anybody noticed, but that Arizona game, the uh, the Ducks did not ice more than one natural center. Jack Bedini was the only natural center, so a lot of guys were playing center that aren't normally centers. Um, at one point, Perot took a face off, and it looked like he didn't even try to take like he either it would it got taken really fast or he was just I don't know, but. It, he looked like he didn't even really try to get it. Um, he looked, I thought he looked very fast in this tournament. Um, as if, like, he's put some speed on. Um, I can see why some people thought he was trying too hard in that Arizona game. Possibly with um, the added, uh, he's sort of been added standing in terms of he's the guy in that game because a lot of other guys were out. Um, he might have seen that as an opportunity to uh, really take a step or get get some recognition. Um, but I, I thought he, he he didn't seem too uh, showboaty or um, selfish. Uh, I think he was just trying things. Um, there were you know there were points where I could see why you might think that there was a delayed penalty. He had many options. Um, so yeah, a play where it might have looked like he was trying to be uh, selfish, but it was a delay penalty. He had many options, but he opted to shoot. I think that's the right play there. It's a delayed penalty. There's no harm, no foul, low risk play. Um, and there was one oh, far out in that same game. He had a really nice spin around move. I think that was on that goal that Limoges eventually got. Um, yeah, I think he's spin around pass that didn't connect, and then he came back around and fired it across. Yeah, that was a really nice move. Um, yeah, and then I put another note at the end saying, okay, maybe you did try to do a bit too much, uh, particularly on zone entries where, yeah, he hung on to the puck far too long. So um, it's just, you know, he's young, um, and I, I think he should be on the goals this year. There's no point in sending him back to juniors. He, he's ready for pro. And this year would have been his last year in juniors anyway. So I think he's right. It's it's right that he should be on the goals this, this season. Um Kindop uh, had a goal against Arizona, right place, right time, and that goal was all past Joff. That that was one of those sort of broken play ones where he came back around and fired it down low, got the pass back to Kindop, just sitting there in the slot uncovered. Um, 
So, yeah, he looks he, same as he did last season. Good on the PK. Um, and 5 on 5. I wonder, and I've got my concerns, if Gru does make the Ducks, what that does to Kindle's game, because those two really fit off each other, especially on the PK. Um, but on that note, uh, if Drew does make the Ducks, one guy that could step up is Jack Bedini, and he, I thought he had a very strong tournament, he looked like a veteran out there, um, and that play looks to be carrying over to the Ducks camp it seems, because I've seen like reports of him scoring goals and scrimmages, um, he didn't play in today's game, but um, I'm, I'm interested to see how the rest of his camp goes, because he looks to be uh, quietly making a name for himself. Um, speaking of someone else making a name for himself, Hunter Drew. Uh, just going to take take the moment here, not to toot my own horn, but be um, big. Because <laughs> I believe I was the first to say he should be a forward permanently. And what happens this season? The Ducks make him a forward. You heard it here. I, I, I'm, I challenge anyone to debate me on this. I'm absolutely sure it was me that said he should be a forward first. Um, that was, I mean, of course, that was after the girls started playing him at forward, and I was getting over the initial confusion of why they're playing all these defensive forwards. But Hunter Drew did look really good doing it, and that's when I started saying, hmm, he's actually looking pretty good as a forward. I think he should stay there. Um, so my next question is, uh, which line should he play on as a forward? Because it seemed a bit schizophrenic in this tournament. He, uh, he was on the power play, like the first unit, um, which, you know, fair enough, because he's got a wicked shot, um, and also using his body to create space, um, but also on the fourth line on pretty much every game he was in. So, yeah, I know that they're sort of leaning to his big body, um, banging, stuff like that, um, but it's got to be kind of one or the other. Like, he could, he could be on a top line, top second or first line, creating space for his center and winger. Um, I mean, if he's good enough to be on the power play, why not there? So, anyway. Um, he had a very nice break and moved short-handed in that Arizona game. Uh, he looked actually quite fast on that on that sequence. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to see how he does this season as, as a forward for the first full season. Um, yeah. And as for the tryouts uh, that came, so starting with Logan Nyhoff, um, he did not look very good in that Arizona game just on that first goal um, against the the, uh, the Ducks here. Had the goal, uh, he had the puck on a stick down low, plenty and just, I don't know, seconds of time. How about 20 seconds it felt like to clear that puck and he opted to sort of try to take it in behind the net. Don't know what he was trying to do, but hit it easily stripped and goal. Um, but he got better as the game went on. Um, and that, you know, ultimately culminated in him getting the game-winning goal on that nice play with Limoges in the dying seconds. Um, and I think that really shows and speaks to how much Joel Bouchard uh, will let his players play and make up for their mistakes and give them confidence. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that. I... I I'm intrigued to see how his this style goes during the season. It's it's refreshing. I and I haven't seen that from a Ducks or Gulls coach in a while. I think Eakins used to do that, but um, yeah, from all the things I've heard about Bouchard, um, 
this this is one thing I, I it's one very positive thing that I'm looking forward to seeing in action um, Luca Hano I steadfastly stick to my initial assessment that he reminds me of Cody Curran like that's the write-up that I read about him said that he was steady uh, calm presence and good in transition and yeah he, he that that first game that I watched in the tournament um, against San Jose he he looked every bit the Cody Curran except for the booming shot um, and yeah every other game nothing swayed me from that viewpoint so uh, I thought he had a good tournament he wasn't the best of the tryouts that I will say is the next guy I'm going to talk about which is Miguel Terigny I think it's Miguel um, he's the one that I picked to be the best and one to watch and I do think that he's going to stick around and probably although the goals seem to have a pretty full set of defensemen um, he could force his way in there as a as a walk-on um, he did not look out of place on the power play. He really controlled things, walked the line. He was uh, not too bad on defense and physical, even despite his size. Um, and he had a nice block on a two-on-one, a very nice sort of lay-down uh, block play. Um, and that's really it, because the forwards, and this is the weird thing, um, the, the goals really need forwards. Based off of my roster guessing that I've got, um, I'm, I'm, I was trying to think about it some more. I'm not accounting for some ducks that weren't there last year that might force some more guys to come down. Like, for example, Sonny Milano was out for an injury pretty much all season. So him being healthy and in the lineup means somebody, has to, you know, somebody else has to come out. But at the same time, a lot of guys aren't wavering exempt anymore. So we're either gonna lose, they're either going to lose some guys on waivers or they're going to sneak some through. Um, but... The trials that they had at forward that they're hoping, or I guess we're hoping, could be some walk-ons as well. I wasn't really that impressed with. They only had the two guys, so like Nyhoff, which I've already talked about, and Vincent Marlowe. And yeah, Marlowe didn't look out of place, didn't look bad, but he's not flashy or anything either. He doesn't really bring too much to the table. So, yeah, he, um, I could see him being an ECHL call-up, which, you know, it's probably what he was prepared to be anyway. Um, but I just kind of wish they'd done some more digging around for some forwards like the, of the same sort of ilk and caliber that they found in Terigny. Um, and yeah, a lot of questions. A lot of questions. I'm just, we, can't, we won't know until we start seeing some, the first round of cuts from camp. But uh, I'm thinking... It's going to be a, just in case in terms of the forwards, they're either going to have to sneak some guys through waivers that aren't waiver exempt, or lose some guys on waivers that they try to sneak through, because knowing the Ducks, they probably will. Um, and they'll have to go out and find guys, uh, which is not always great, but that's how the season always seems to start. I'm not worried about the defense, they got plenty of guys on defense and lots of quality there, so that's, that's going to be great. Um, oh, and just, I guess, a quick assessment of the goalies in the tournament. Um, yep, Gage Alexander, what can you say? He's, he's a very tall, he's, he's very young. Um, he, he, I think he did well for himself uh, for his first rookie tournament, straight out of the draft. 
Um, I'll just, yeah, keep keep an eye on how he goes. He's probably going to be the number one for um, the Winnipeg guys this season. I think he'll be an overage of the season too. Um, so he'll probably come through next season. Um, Dooney, he, uh, he, he actually looked a lot better. Uh, I couldn't fault him on anything. Um, it's he's, he's just a victim of uh, depth right now because... I mean, he's going to get called up eventually because there's always going to be the inevitable injury to Gibson and or Stolas, and then uh, that means Dostal gets called up, which means Ericsson Ek gets this, the uh, starting position for the goals and somebody has to back him up. So, yeah. Expect to see Dooney in, in San Diego at some point this season, but he's probably going to be this, the number one in Tulsa for the majority of it. Um, I'm running out of voice and I'm rattling on a bit. So I'll get to the questions. <clears throat> Thank you for your questions. Um, yeah, so two questions, both from the same guy. Thank you so much. Further Ducks, I love your name, and thank you for sending me questions. Um, yeah, they're always great. Um, so, based on what you saw at the Rocky Tournament, which Ducks prospect made the biggest leap forward in their development? Brackets, Z and D aren't prospects, they're Ducks. And yeah, so thank you. I totally agree that Zegris and Drysdale are not uh, are ducks this season. They're not prospects. Um, they were sort of they didn't have to uh, they didn't have to be in that tournament. But it's 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 good for them to sort of I'd say gel with their uh, peers that are going to be coming up with them um, eventually. Get to know them, etc. Get some chemistry. Um, but also, the Ducks didn't have enough players to commit, as you saw, having all the trials they had to get. Um, but yeah, really good question. And you, I don't know if you guys have all noticed that I've left one guy off the list that I haven't covered over because I saved him for this question. Um, and yeah, it's tricky to pick one guy because a lot of players that stood out were all newcomers. They're all from the 2021 draft. Um, and there's no way to really assess them versus previous years in terms of how far they've come. Uh, so, with that said, um, I think the guy that took the biggest leap in my mind was Brayden Tracy. I thought he had a very good tournament. I know Eric Stevens panned him a bit in one of his articles, and there was a lot of comments saying, what are you talking about? I thought he played great. So I was, I was actually... Happy to see those comments too, because I felt the same way. All respect to Eric Stevens, I love that guy. Um, he possibly had a lot of high hopes for <coughs> for Tracy. Sorry, losing my voice. Um, but I thought, yeah, he looked really good. He looked fast. He um, got involved. Sure, he made the wrong decision every now and then, or tried to do too much, or possibly overthought a play. But I saw plenty of occasions on the flip side of that where he slowed down a play, deliberately faked a pass, or sorry, faked a shot to slide a pass. Um, <clears throat> he just looked like in his element with some pure playmaking ability at quite a few points in that tournament. <clears throat> so, yeah, I believe Braden Tracy had the best tournament, so I'm just going to pause. Okay, I'm back. Um, yeah, so, summarising, Braden Tracy, good tournament, good speed, playmaking ability, getting there in spots, just looking much better than I've seen him 
since he played for the Golds last year. So, um, yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on him this season. I think he, he's progressing. A lot of people sort of saying, yeah, yeah, he's not doing as good as he could. And even I admit to saying, wow, his WHL stats were underwhelming compared to previous seasons. But i got to believe in this kid. And um, I think he, I think he was already sort of taken as a project. So this is, this is the time where he starts sort of learning the program. And then, yeah, moves his way forward. Um, and your other question... Uh, Ducks fans can all hold grudges against Matthew Boucher forever, right? Um, absolutely sure. In the uh, in the words of wise poet uh, Andreas, I can't say his full name, the Doctor Dre, the word yeah, hell yes, fuck that guy. Um, seriously, what a dickhead. What was he doing anyway? Just trying to start shit. Or possibly um, because his dad was a king and he's just got hate for the ducks in his blood. So many things could be the reasons. Um, but yeah, we'll probably never see him again, so not a big deal. Um, so yeah, that's it for questions, though. Uh, I had questions myself, and I think I've already answered them all. Um, I'm just, I'm just super excited for this upcoming season. I just, uh, yeah. Based off the new coaching staff, um, the, the players they've got, and who they could get at the end of the season, because don't forget when the Ducks inevitably don't make the playoffs, which they won't, um, the girls will receive back guys that are eligible. So that will still be Trevor Zegras, that will still be Jeremy Drysdale, um, and who knows, they maybe try, try to sneak some other guys through as well. Um, <clears throat> so yeah and far out just, oh that's right there's one other question sorry about that Henry Scott wants to know wants to have a bakery update um, I'm sorry I don't really have one because I haven't been able to see him uh, he wasn't playing in this rookie tournament and couldn't watch today's game so all I got today was bits of the radio broadcast pronouncing his name, his name correctly so uh, yeah the bakery is back and open for business. Um, sounds like sounds like he's really impressing people, which you know standard. Um, and he's probably yeah. He's I I I will be interested to see how long a win streak he can he can tie together this season to start off with because you know he went on that storm a storm uh, rampaging win streak to start last season. Uh, before going ice cold because I think he was just sort of fatigued and not used to the uh, condensed schedule um, yeah on that note they really should alternate goalies on the back to back I think this year they didn't. They seemed to sort of ride the hot hand for a bit last year um, but given you can absolutely trust Oli Eriksson they should really do it back to backs different goalies um, yeah that's, that's the episode, because my voice is definitely going. Um, find me more questions for next time, and send me stuff you want me to write about. Uh, let me know stuff you don't like I'm doing, don't like what I'm doing, can't speak English. Um, or tell me you can't understand me because I speak funny. Okay, love you guys.